hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler podcast, part of the Informed Traveler radio show, which is heard each week on Chorus Radio. It's a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. On our show this week, are you up for a challenge? We've got a couple of challenges that we're going to talk about this week. One is from BAMP and Lake Louise Tourism called the Hashtag Roam in the Wild Challenge which we will talk about in a few minutes to find out what it entails and how you can participate. The other is from Tourism Saskatchewan, where they've got their hashtag Explore Saskatchewan Challenge going on to give you some ideas on how to explore their province this summer. So we'll learn more about that as well. Plus, we'll talk about camping and a new survey from Hip Camp which found, among other things, that people prefer camping with their pets more than their kids or parents. So we'll chat about that and camping in general. But to begin, as I mentioned, we're going to talk with the folks from Banff and Lake Louise Tourism about their hashtag Roam in the Wild Challenge, which is designed to promote transit use and ease some of the congestion in the park. To find out what it entails and how you can participate, we're joined now by David Mattis, Director of Events and Animation with Banff and Lake Louise Tourism. The website is explorethepark.ca. Hi, David. Thanks for having me on your show. Before we get into the Rome in the Wild contest with Rome with Rome Transit, uh, just tell me about Rome, how it works. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so Rome Transit's the regional transit for uh, Banff National Park. Uh, it operates bus service uh, from actually from Canmore to Banff uh, as a regional route. So if you're staying in Banff or Canmore and want to get to Banff, or if you're staying in Banff and want to get to Canmore, there's a bus route that services that. They provide the bus service in and around the town of Banff to all the local attractions in the area. Uh, they also provide the bus service that connects Banff to Lake Louise. And it's pretty easy to use. Like I'm looking on your website right now, roamtransit.com. Basically, uh, you pick the day that you're going to be in Banff, pick the route that you want to do, and you know reserve your spot, right? Yeah, for sure. So a um, couple of different bus services that I can tell you about. And, and there is uh, one website that uh, pulls it all together. So if you're interested in traveling to Banff by... Um, transit, or if you're looking to travel around the park, all of the information on um, transit is located in one location, and it is called explorethepark.ca. And so, yes, you can go to Rome Transit to get specific information on Rome Transit, but encourage uh, travelers to go to explorethepark.ca because it has all of the transit options on it. Once you get into town, um, on it drops you off at uh, the Rome Transit hubs in the downtown core. From the Rome Transit hubs in the downtown core, you can get on Rome Transit and you can visit the attractions around Banff, uh, like Tunnel Mountain, the Tunnel Mountain, uh, sorry, the Sulphur Mountain Gondola, uh, the, the Cave and Basin, the Hot Springs, Lake Minnewanka. Uh, you can also get on the, on the bus that will take you uh, to Lake Louise and from there, you can connect to the park shuttles uh, at the Lake Louise Ski Resort uh, parking lot that will take you to the Lake Louise Lakeshore and Lake Minnewanka. Three services all interconnected. So let's talk about Rome in the Wild, the contest that Rome Transit is uh, running. How does it work? Who can enter? What do I win? <laughs> awesome. So... Um, the basic idea is that the social media uh, challenge designed to encourage Calgarians and visitors at large to take transit. 
It's a collaboration between Town of Banff Parks Canada and Banff Lake Louise Tourism. It runs from June 28th, so it's already launched, through to August 15th, um, to a center. Uh, one, when you're in destination, you can safely capture a picture of a Rome bus in the wild, just out in and about the destination, mm-hmm. and share that on your Instagram or Facebook feed with the hashtag Rome in the Wild. Or you can simply comment on a Roam in the Wild post uh, on Banff Lake Louise Tourism's Instagram page, Banff Town's Instagram, uh, or Rome Transit's Instagram. And there are $1,500 worth of prizes available, including uh, a grand prize that includes two nights accommodation in the destination, two Rome Transit super passes, and uh, a restaurant venture for $300. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And so can anyone enter? Anybody can enter. Absolutely. You can enter multiple times as well. So it doesn't matter where you live. If you're just a visitor from out of the country, even you can still enter. Absolutely. Nice. Well, it sounds so simple. Uh, You can find all the details. All the information on traveling and transit, exploredpark.ca. For the contest, uh, go to at Banff underscore Lake Louise. Um, and our Instagram page provides those details. It's the Rome in the Wild contest. Uh, you can find out uh, more information uh, about getting to Banff, Lake Louise area at exploretheparkca or roamtransit.com. And David Mattis is the Director of Events and Animation with Banff, Lake Louise Tourism. Uh, always a pleasure to chat, David. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Randy. Appreciate the time. Well, camping season is underway now, as many campers have or will soon be enjoying the great outdoors. With that, the folks from Hip Camp have come out with their State of Summer report, which has some unique findings. So joining us now to share some of the findings and to talk about camping in general is Teg Singh Bedi. He is the General Manager for Hip Camp Canada. HipCamp.com is the website. Hi, Teg. Hi, Randy. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the State of Summer report that Hip Camp came out with but uh, before we do that just tell me about hip camp and and what you do hip camp is the world's largest provider for out of outdoor stays um you know we pride ourselves in opening access to private lands to folks that want to get outside camp glamp or take their rvs um into into really like unique discrete locations all across the country and in fact across the globe we are now live in uh, four countries, the U.S., Canada, Australia, and the U.K., um, and I have been working with HipCamp for the last year and a half to helping build the, the business here in Canada. Nice. Uh, it seems to me that you're, you're sort of filling a void here because uh, any time in the spring uh, when uh, Parks Canada, the provincial parks open up their campsites, it seems like it just gets full uh, immediately. Uh, and so you're filling kind of that void, aren't you? Totally. What we found is that, uh, you know, when folks want to book campsites uh, at the peak of the season, you know, the pandemic has, has had such a large impact on the industry where more and more people want to get outside and it's uh, more and more difficult to snag your previously favorite spots, um, you know, in the provincial or, or national park system. So what we do is really, yes, provide something that's complementary to that, uh, where, you know, the sharing economy has, has been 
blown up in several different parts of uh, you know the consumer's mindset and camping is no different uh, what we do is we we have folks that own land uh, think uh, farmland wineries cottages you know lakefront properties um, even forest land uh, but that's privately owned and was previously inaccessible to the public uh, we work with a community of hosts and today we have thousands of hosts across all provinces in Canada and they open up their land for folks to come in and camp on on their properties um, you know in return they receive a, a small fee uh, and and that fee then helps them to conserve and protect their land moving forward as well so what we think is it's really a win-win situation where campers can get access to um, you know really unique properties that they previously didn't have access to and get to explore parts of the country that they didn't have access to and for our hosts uh, you know this provides a really good way for them to share their land with the community and also make some money while doing it which then helps them uh, you know preserve conserve and take care of their land mm-hmm. and, and in a lot of cases like if you're uh, camping on a family farm you can learn a little bit about the farming community if you're fam- if you're camping on a, a winery well that would be a lot of fun too it's not just a, a normal campsite is it yeah, and that's what's really unique about Hip Camp. We have, um, you know, our hosts play a really key role in the, the in the whole experience. And our hosts have their own stories. Um, their land has its own stories of how they've uh, used the land previously. And very much like you mentioned, we have, you know, blueberry farmers that are happy to uh, have uh, some campers come out and pick blueberries. We have folks that... Uh, um, you know, have a hobby or animal farms, in which case you'd get to understand a little bit about that. Um, agritourism in general has, you know, seen a really big boom over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, these uh, uh, farmers and, and communities are actually really happy for, uh, you know, typically urban campers to come in and, uh, you know, share and partake in their rural and farming lifestyles and for, for the communities to get to know each other a little bit better. Um, so yes, we've seen a big surge in that, and um, you know, we, the, the pandemic has been so tough for everybody that's been living in cities. Um, you know, people have generally felt cramped, uh, and this has just provided folks an, an incredible opportunity uh, to get outside to see, you know, a different aspect of the world, and and, and yes, and and, and all do, doing so while enjoying in, you know, what they're previously used to in terms of camping or RV camping. And in many cases, some of our hosts also have, uh, you know, structures or glamping options available mm. where they may have a yurt or a canvas tent already available so you don't have to, um, you know, pitch in your own tents. Let's talk a little bit about your State of Summer report that came out here. Some interesting findings. Uh, not surprisingly, uh, one of the things that came out of this was the uh, high price of gas, leading people to uh, stay closer to home, which uh, if you wanted to do some camping, uh, that's possible, right? Uh, Yes, absolutely. So, you know, we found that almost 94% of Canadian campers say that sky-high fuel prices are going to impact their travel plans this year. And nearly half then say, um, you know, that they wouldn't want to roam beyond about 450 kilometers. Um, And... You know, that's not always uh, easy to make happen uh, within the provincial park uh, or national park system, just mm-hmm. given availability. And again, that's where we come in because we have 
you know, typically hundreds of options um, near every major city in town, um, you know, within two to 300 kilometers driving distance of those places. Um, so certainly I think that, you know, rising fuel costs are top of mind for everyone. And uh, well, this is, you know, the halfway balance between staycationing, but there are several options still near, near, near where folks are based where they can still get outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get far enough away from home that it feels like a vacation. Uh, another interesting finding I thought was a little bit humorous was that people would rather pam- ca- camp with their pets <laughs> than their children <laughs> or parents. I suppose it's not really surprising there. People love their pets, right? Yeah, yeah, it's certainly a little bit humorous. Um, but uh, I'd say, yeah, it was a little bit surprising. We found that campers are six times as likely to camp with their pets as they are with their parents. Um, so I think like that's signaling what, what folks are, are looking to do when they get outside and, and perhaps get away from, uh, you know, for, from having spent as much time with family as they might have during the pandemic if they were, you know, living close by or otherwise. Uh, but yeah, and I think like pets we find are even more popular than taking your kids, kids <laughs> camping. Uh, what we find is our number one filter um, that's used on hipcamp.com when folks are filtering for properties mm-hmm. is, you know, the pet-friendly filter. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, folks love their their pets and uh, you know are excited to get outside with them this, this season. Yeah, it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with one of the other findings that uh, pet-friendly stays matter, matter quite a bit. Is it too late to book a site this summer? Is there still spaces available? And, and if you wanted to host, is it, is it still time to, to get your property listed? Yes. So one of the things that we pride ourselves with is the fact that we have grown our host community and continue to actively grow our host community right now as well. So while we have a lot of our sites that are already booked up for uh, many of the many of the upcoming weekends over the summer, we actively are adding, um, you know, hundreds of hosts to the platform every month. And uh, because of that, uh, you know, we always have more availability and we have, you know, thousands of hosts that are uh, already in our sign up process right now that are in the process of becoming hosts. So this community is going to continue growing. So as, in advance of this season, definitely uh, would have folks that uh, are listening in to check out hipcamp.com. We're certain that they'd be able to find something um, you know, in the vicinity of what they're looking for, just because we're actively growing out our host community. And then for anybody who, uh, you know, has land where they'd love to uh, uh, share um, their land with the community and, and allow campers or RVers to come on their property and, and earn some money while doing it, we are also, um, you know, actively always looking for to add hosts to the, to the, to the platform. So they can also go to hipcamp.com and, and um, just check on uh, the host page and uh, start the sign-up process there. And that's where you can also check out the State of Summer Report from HipCamp. HipCamp.com is the website. Tag Singh Bedi is the uh, general manager for HipCamp Canada. HipCamp.com again is the uh, website. Uh, great chatting with you, Tag. Thank you. Great chatting with you, Randy. Thank you very much for having me. Tourism Saskatchewan has come out with a fun way to promote and help you with some ideas to explore their province this summer.
It's called the Explore Saskatchewan Challenge. And joining us now to tell us more about it is Heidi Westling. She is a travel trade and marketing consultant for Tourism Saskatchewan. TourismSaskatchewan.com is their website. Hi, Heidi. Hi, Randy. How has the summer been so far uh, as for tourism, people coming to Saskatchewan to visit? Has it it been busy? Do you wish you had more visitors? Well, you know, it has been very busy, and uh, we're definitely seeing that pent-up demand uh, for travel, uh, both from locals and for those coming across Canada and and flying in. Um, And how we know that for sure is not only seeing folks on the road, and especially those RVs, um, but also our visitor inquiries uh, remain really strong as people are looking for vacation ideas within the province. So, um, so yeah, we're looking forward to uh, to welcoming everybody back. Mm-hmm. It's great to see. Well, uh, one good source is uh, Tourism Saskatchewan's website, tourismsaskatchewan.com. There's lots of things on there to give people ideas. And one is your Explore Saskatchewan Challenge. That's the hashtag Explore Saskatchewan. Uh, tell me about it. How does it work? What do I win? <laughs> Well, it is uh, actually in our second year running. Uh, Last year, we focused all on parks and getting people out and about, um, in large part, introducing new folks uh, who might be visiting Saskatchewan or new residents, and in large part, also reintroducing uh, residents to what we have in our backyard. So last year was awesome. It was so much fun. We got so much positive feedback that we decided to do it again, and this time focusing on attractions. So effective from May 29th through to August 15th, we have the Explore SAS Challenge, which is really just a free um, friend, mobile-friendly gamified savings program. And it's really the ultimate to-do list for folks. If they're looking to see what they want to explore in Saskatchewan, this is a great place to go and check out and sign up for, and it's absolutely free. And to your point, Randy, there are prizes. So there are 40 participating attractions uh, throughout the province, mm-hmm. uh, everywhere from as north as Mississippi to as south as Cornac. We've got Cypress Hills in the west, all the way to Carlisle in the east, and everything in between. So lots of places for people to, to select. The more check-ins they make, the more uh, ballots they get to qualify for monthly prizes. Cool. So it, it's a, is it an app that they download in their, in their smartphone? And then, and then how does it work that way? Well, it's just it's not officially an app in that you don't have to download anything. But when you, when you sign up, click on, on sign up on our website mm-hmm. and it, it, it uploads essentially. It's a link with everything that uh, people need to know of where to go and how to check in. And also there's great savings and, uh, and offers available from the participating attractions. Mm-hmm. So it's not even just check-ins. People can uh, get something right off the top, whether it be a discount for admission or maybe a uh, discount off uh, items at the gift shop. It, it's really uh, very diverse and, uh, and ho- hopefully suited for, for a lot of different uh, demographics. Yeah, well, again, if you go on the website, it kind of explains it, tourismsaskatchewan.com, but there's different things. There's restaurants involved, so if you yeah. obviously everyone has to eat. Um, there's uh, the Black Fox Farm and Distillery in Saskatoon. 
that's involved and uh, all kinds of different uh, other attractions. Uh, let's just run through a, a couple of examples. Uh, now, you did mention, in that, see, I'm from Saskatchewan, and there's a lot of areas that I'm familiar with, or at least I've heard of, but there's one area that I haven't heard of, and that's the area, you do, is it Miss... Miss Mississippi. Yeah, tell yeah. me about that area. So it is beyond Prince Albert National Park. It's uh, about four and a half hours uh, north of Saskatoon, and it is truly God's country. It is. Uh, they have enormous amounts of water, great for huge fish. And so if fishing is your thing, that is where you're going to want to be. Uh, there's also a canoe product. And, and the one person, in, or the one business in particular, uh, Churchill River Canoe Outfitting, uh, the person you're going to want to talk to is Rick from there. And he can tell you all about the canoeing and, and what's offered there. But he's one of the participating attractions. And uh, you can actually get a discount to pick up one of his books mm-hmm. uh, when you go out there to explore. But it's just pristine wilderness, um, Amazing wildlife and uh, and definitely great fishing opportunities. Nice. Well, that's one area. Any a uh, couple of other areas that uh, you'd like to highlight? You know, my uh, favorite part, or one of my favorite parts, there's many, but one of my uh, one of the places that I love to go is a Cypress Hills location, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got uh, Trio Six, which is also one of the participating. Um, attractions, and so you can go zip lining. But I, I just love Cypress Hills for the surprise element. Um, anybody traveling along Highway One from Alberta or from Saskatchewan to Alberta will know that highway very well. But what they may not know is if they just get off that main highway and uh, and travel south just a little bit, uh, just about 45 minutes, they would reach Cypress Hills Interprovincial Park. Uh, it's a park we share with Alberta, um, but it is just absolutely amazing and. It also has the highest uh, point in elevation between Labrador and the Rockies. So completely unexpected terrain-wise. And the best part is that there are no mosquitoes. So <laughs> awesome. got to like that. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it is a very pretty part of the uh, province, that's for sure. Uh, another place I haven't heard of is Southern Prairie Railway in, o- is it Ogima? Ogima. Ogima. Yes. So that they offer uh, not only train tours, but they also do themed dinners. And uh, that's also a very fascinating attraction. Super cute small town, Ogama. Uh, they've got an excellent pizzeria there where they make pizza out of the stone oven, fresh to order. Uh, it's just a charming little place to go. And again, one of those gems in, in, the, in southern Saskatchewan that you have to get off that main highway to go and check out. So highly recommend. The kids are going to love it. Get off the main highway is the theme I'm hearing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> one that's kind of famous for people from Saskatchewan is the uh, Prairie Dog Drive-In Theater. It's still going? It certainly is. And, you know, talk about a blast from the past. You know, um, whether you're new to the idea of drive-in theaters or you've been going to one all your life since since childhood, it's just there's something special about watching a movie outside in your vehicle. I think the popcorn tastes better. The pop tastes better. Um, <laughs> it's just amazing. But you definitely want to have a nap, right? Like those are late movie nights, so uh, so plan your day accordingly. Um, but definitely check out the drive-in movie theater. It won't be uh, something you would soon forget. Yeah, it takes sure. a while for it to get dark. So. <laughs> yeah, it sure does. <laughs> yeah, uh, love to those be, long days. There's a time. couple of areas in Humboldt, which is just outside of Saskatoon, that uh, that have some interesting places to visit. 
Yeah, Humboldt is uh, its uh, really a, a quaint little city, not far from Saskatoon. It's about an hour and a half from Saskatoon. And uh, again, they have uh, four of these sites, uh, the original Humboldt Historic Site, uh, the Water Tower uh, District Art Gallery, and the Museum. So, you know, when you're there in Humboldt and, uh, and not far from Saskatoon, whether you make it a day trip or an overnight, you get uh, definitely a few things to check out there. They have a great mini golf um, and an awesome bakery, uh, the Dutch Oven Bakery. It's one of my favorites in the mm. province. So, yeah, Humboldt is, is another one of those gems and uh, a lot of German heritage in that area. So. Mm-hmm. And there's some national historic sites uh, throughout the province, too, if you're a history buff like myself, because uh, Batoche is another one that I, I recall going there as a, as a, as a kid in school. Mm, you know, that is such a popular spot for, for kids' trips, that is for sure. And I know that they have uh, a, a number of events throughout the year, so definitely check out their website before you go and visit. Um, but they also have a little restaurant on site, and I would r- recommend their Bannock Burger. Uh, that is kind of a neat little taste of uh, of some Indigenous culture. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mix in the history with a little bit of, tasty food and you've got yourself a great outing. Speaking of events, you got uh, a number of events throughout the province as well. Regina's got their ex- exhibition coming up, same with Saskatoon, right? Yes, yes. Again, um, wonderful time for families to come in and enjoy the, the cities. Uh, both of the cities are bustling with events again this year. It's so great that post pandemic when things weren't available for events and now things are starting to pick up again so Mm -hmm. you're feeling that great energy and it's really great to see people out and about and taking advantage of these events that are being held and you know it's one of those uh things that you really look forward to in the summer Mm -hmm. well here's hoping for good weather throughout the summer or for the rest of the summer you can find out all about the explore saskatchewan challenge hashtag explore sask challenge it's on the tourism saskatchewan website tourismsaskatchewan.com and heidi westling is a travel trade and marketing consultant for tourism saskatchewan Uh, it was fun chatting heidi thank you my pleasure randy thank you have a great summer and that is this week's informed traveler podcast remember this is the podcast version of the informed traveler radio show which is heard each week on chorus radio you can find more information on the show at our website theinformedtraveler.org So thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, let us know, leave a review, tell a friend, or you can drop me a line. My email is randy at theinformedtraveler.org. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler or follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.